0: Mm. super super good and so um, uh, a couple of weeks ago actually I'm going to need that in a minute uh, a couple of weeks ago I went away um, uh, and I spent a couple of days alone in a cabin um, with the purpose of just pursuing the Lord just get quiet before God and and it's uh, it was part of a, a more broad this has been a, a season for me a, a broad season of getting really quiet before god as much as possible um it's funny how uh in the middle of that i've had just just the the stuff of life keeps keeps moving forward um but as i as i went away into that quiet spot it's um it's interesting to become aware how noisy our worlds are right is your world noisy and we're so accustomed to it. There's, you are being flooded with more information than anybody else in the history of the planet, right? I think it was, uh, I'll, I'll spare you this, just the, the numbers, but I've, I've read several years ago, just the, the explosive amount of information that we encounter. And, and we're expected to, I don't know about you, but as you engage with people, you're more or less expected to be fully cognizant, fully aware of things happening all over the planet, Happening in your family, happening in your social group, happening in your job, happening in all of this stuff. And we have this this amazing ability via social media and stuff to connect and be aware of all of this stuff. But one of the things that it does, actually it does two things. Number one is it fills our mind with massive amounts of things to think and process and, and wrestle through, number one. Number two, the other thing that it does is that... Um, Because uh, because it fills our mind it makes it very very challenging to get quiet in such a way that we can hear the voice of the Lord Anybody relate to that? I mean, I think it was true throughout history But I think it's extra true in this season of history to get quiet before God takes effort And so I went away and I've discovered that why in scripture you see these people going traveling long ways to be with God And while I was driving up there, I thought gee whiz God you're everywhere. Why do I have to go over here? And It's not so much that God is there and not here. It's more like I need to get away from all the voices And then I went and in my house. There's a lot of voices there is no It's quiet doesn't happen very much And so to go and sit and do nothing but sit no schedule just sit me and God for a couple of days It was very disorienting, but it was good And it's something that it's needed and and uh And I found like um, full disclosure, Gabriel did not come visit me during that time. would have been okay if he had, but he didn't and uh but I did have some moments with the Lord that were really really good, and I found so no, one one thing is he gave me a song, and so here in a few minutes i'm going sh- I'm going to get real transparent and vulnerable, and i'm going to share the song that the Lord gave me during that time It's one of those moments where I'm just alone with God at about midnight, and he says, grab your guitar and and he gives me something to write down, so he did. And then I found the other part from being just quiet in the presence of the Lord. A lot of the revelation and value came from the return, not the time away. The time away was incredibly valuable, but it was in the return that I came back into all of the noise and the tension of the world. And I think, ah, I see things differently now because for a brief moment, I wasn't a fish in water, right? When you're a fish in water, you lose track of the water. And you get out of the water for a while and you come back and you're like, oh, there's water. Very, very simple. And so as we prepare to take communion together, I'm going to be leading us through some passages, First Corinthians, um, just one little couple verses here. And I'm going to be um, mostly reading through this and then we're going to get there. We will. And so I'm just going to begin reading with this stuff. If you'll watch, I think it's going to be up here. And so 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 and 17. The cup of blessing is not a participation in the blood. Is it not a participation of the blood in of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? And so allow yourself to soak in this. Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body. For we are all partake of the one bread. The one bread is Jesus, right? And so we are united in Christ. Mm. We'll continue. The rest of the passages are from John chapter 6. If you'll allow me to read it, I'd rather you just to soak in it. It'll be up here too. As we hear from the gospel of John chapter 6, recall the invitation we've heard over the last few weeks to shift the weight of your life from the world, including God's good gifts to us, to Christ himself. In, in John 6, beginning in verse 10. We read, Jesus said, Have the people sit down. And now there was much grass in the place, and so the men sat down, about five thousand in number. So there's a whole bunch more people in addition to just the men, right? There's families. And then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, Gather up the leftover fragments so that nothing may be lost. And so they gathered, gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. And when the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, Indeed, this is a prophet who has come into the world. And so the bread and the fish were truly a good gift, right? Right? We can say this. Yes, it was just like the manna in the wilderness was both a gift, but it was also a symbol to their ancestors. However, the people were declaring Jesus a prophet and seeking to make him a worldly ruler. And they were ready to sat to be satisfied with just the symbol. And so as this chapter unfolds, Jesus invites the people into the deeper truth. But some of them struggle. Continuing in verse 26, Jesus answered them. Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him, God the Father has set his seal. So then they said to him, what must we do to be doing these works of God? And Jesus answered them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him who he sent. So they said to him, then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? And just so Jesus understands, they continue, our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Again, Jesus invites the people to shift their hearts from the gift to the gift giver, but their first response is to point back at natural things. They want more free food. How is this different than maybe a wild animal that will eat from a person's hand, but will only draw close because there's food? Verse 32 Jesus then said to them truly I say to you it was it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven But my father gives you the true bread from heaven for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world Jesus now a third time speaks with even greater clarity inviting them to shift their minds and hearts From the natural blessings to the one who wants to live with them in relationship for eternity And yet they say to him in verse 34 sir give us this bread always The people still aren't connecting what jesus is saying how many times have we considered living eternally in heaven as the goal I have And accepting jesus is our ticket to get in how many times do we even say this if we're trying to share the gospel Do you want to go to heaven? Yes, therefore you need to accept jesus because jesus is the golden ticket We don't add the golden ticket part, right? It's implied, right? Is it possible, is it possible that in our hearts we are still a little bit like a wild animal? We know that we want heaven, and we definitely don't want hell, but our hearts aren't all the way clear on Jesus. Heaven is heaven because God is there. He is the gift. If Jesus wasn't there, heaven wouldn't be heaven. In a moment, I'm going to ask ushers to come forward and we're going to take these elements, this bread and this juice, and we're going to distribute it to all of us as we prepare our hearts. And then I'm going to remind you, number one, this is a tradition. But we are not doing this because it's a tradition. This is religion. We are not doing this because it's religion. We're receiving Jesus' life, his body and his blood as our own. We are shifting the weight of our life from our own ability and desires to jesus life and his work in us We are saying that what we want is jesus as our first love And just like the desperate man who pleads with jesus in mark chapter 9 and he says he says I believe Jesus, please help my unbelief. It's okay if we pray that too We believe where we believe and sometimes we still need help after we hear the words of Christ in John six thirty five through 40, I'm going to pray over this bread and juice. The ushers will bring them to you. Please hold the bread and the juice, and we'll take them together. So, Mike, could you come? Do you have ush- ushers to come with you? Did you find volunteers? Oh, yes, there they are. I see them standing up. Thank you. And so, uh, you guys, if you can go ahead and prepare that, just get this ready. I'm going to read John um, 6, 35 through 40. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life, and whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you, so you're not going quite yet. So don't go quite yet. Don't go quite yet. Come back. Just, just get ready. You're there. It's good. It's okay. You're awesome. You're doing good. You're ahead of the game. It's, you're perfect. And all the Father gives to me. Um, will come to me and whoever comes to me I will never cast out for I've come down from heaven not to do my will but the will of him who sent me and this is the will of him who sent me that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me but raise it up on the last day for this is the will of my father that everyone who looks on the son and believes in him should have eternal life and I'll raise him up on the last day alright and so would you guys join me in a, in a posture of humility before the Lord we're going to just pray so Father, we your children are gathered before you and we come just as we are. We are in need of your work within us and among us. Draw us to repentance before you where we need to be set free and cleansed. Wrap us in your garment of holiness. We have no righteousness apart from you. And Father, bless these elements, this bread and this juice that we are going to rec- that we would receive them as more than just symbols but as the body and the blood of Jesus given to us for our redemption. Jesus, be our first love. Jesus, be our first love. Jesus, be our first love. Amen. So can you guys distribute that? Worship team, can you guys come up and help me for a minute? Jesus says, he says, I am the bread of life. And so Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink of his blood, you have no life in you. My flesh is true food and my blood is to drink, true drink. And so we're going to drink this juice, recognizing we're receiving the blood of Jesus in his life as our own. let drink together. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. God, we thank you for this truth. Jesus, we surrender to you today. Holy Spirit, fill us with yourself so our lives will bear the fruit of loving God above all else. And our love for each other will be birthed from the truth that you first loved us with. I thank you, God. We surrender to you again. In Jesus' name, amen.